Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hello, my name is Jack Martin. I have the pleasure of serving as the Chief Marketing Officer for InsureMark. I want to welcome you to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast, where we bring to leading advisors like yourselves those trends, techniques, strategies that uh, leading advisors are using to make a big difference in their practice. And today we've got Stephanie Bogan, uh, a renowned performance coach in our space. We're super excited to have her on board with us today. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm happy today. Thank you so much for asking. How are you, Jack? Very well, thank you. Very well. Um, and so you you've been kind of busy lately on the speaking tour here. I have been. I have been a few places, and then I think I was sharing with you. I go to. I speak at Schwab Impact next week, and then I go to a FPA meeting, and then I fly to the Netherlands to do a keynote for a big group there. Um, so I'm going to eat my way through Amsterdam is essentially <laughs> what I'm trying to do. The tw- I get one whole day, but you know, it sounds so glamorous, but literally I'm going to spend four days so that I can talk to this amazing group of advisors for 90 minutes. Awesome. So you got to have a day on the front end just in case. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to use that day to eat my way through Amsterdam. Awesome. Sounds like a good use of time. Excellent. <laughs> Nice time management. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the in the world right now. Uh, you know, there's there's the markets are a little bit crazy, but that's not new. Um, we have got this inflation thing happening. We've got you know we're on the verge of recession or we're in a recession, depending on who you listen to. Uh, interest rates are going crazy. Hard to buy you know houses, refinance, etc. So this is kind of a different time, different set of circumstances for our financial advisors. What should they be doing or thinking differently as they're looking forward to 2023? How should that change or recalibrate what they're doing? Well, there are so many things that we could really dig into but in terms of where what's really happening in the world that we're in and what's really having a material impact on revenue growth income profits and what we'll call happiness right how do we build a business that we can create success but we can also have time time and freedom to enjoy that success uh, which is one of the things that we really love helping advisors do and so two things i think really stand out there that are really making a material difference differentiation and digitalization of the entire client journey from right the top of the marketing funnel over here in Legion down to the sales process through to right onboarding or processing, depending on what your work you're doing, into ongoing servicing, whether it's transactional or recurring. And so differentiation is changing the way that each of those cycles are addressed and digitalization is changing the way that they're executed. Think of it as the delivery system. Uh, So things that we're really seeing with advisors is when they are really able to differentiate themselves in the marketplace, they're able to stand out. So I want to back up here because the market that we're talking about is the world in which we're living. And the way I like to explain it is if I had a snow globe, I would just be shaking it up right now and be like, that's what happened. So everything was settled. Us clients operate like we had everything kind of in a, a good cadence. Things were going great. Inflation, markets, right? COVID. I mean, the world has gone topsy turvy. And now everything is seeking level again 
but it's not seeking the same level. We're not going back to the old world. And I say this with all love and respect, but there are cases where if advisors aren't really careful, they're going to be sitting here, right, flying their flag, rubbing sticks together in a cave, and our clients are out there with flamethrowers. And that's the shift that's really happened. You've got COVID, the entire planet. I cannot stress this enough from a human behavioral perspective, the entire planet had a money in motion event. Rich, poor, third world, first world, your relationship with your work, your income, right? Your your money, your net worth, and your lifestyle were inextricably put in front of you. And we all had to have that conversation with ourselves. Last year, I think 1.2 million additional people retired above the average because they reevaluated how they wanted to spend their time. They, they may be unretiring in the current market. We'll see what happens, but... But the point there is we had this massive money in motion event where people are taking stock of their financial lives, the needs, the pain points, and the possibilities. So irrespective of the type of advisor or firm you have or the services and products you offer, there has never been a better time to be in this business because the entire world is on notice that what you do really matters in a way that there's no marketing brochure that was going to capture. Did you feel safe in your house and like everything was going to be okay or did you not? So that's the landscape behaviorally. You've also then got, it did this, this great favor of digitizing the entire world in that everything went virtual, whether it wanted to or not, you know, therapists, doctors, suddenly we had to have, you know, we had all those regulations around not being able to do remote medicine or therapy, like all of that went away. So we literally, everybody who was remotely resistant, if they wanted to communicate with another human being, they had to go to, for all practical purposes, Zoom, Microsoft, but let's just be honest, the world kind of went to Zoom. And so at that point, the idea of a digital relationship was cemented into the social psyche. This is an okay way to maintain a relationship. There's a new model and it works. It's not as awesome as being in person in terms of just the connectivity and the presence and the energy, but damn, it's darn close. And my team gets more freedom. My clients can be anywhere. Massive market opportunity if you play it right. Right. I can work. I can be in Milan for a couple of months doing my work from there if I want. Like for me, it's Park City in Costa Rica. And we've been doing that for 20 years, you know, for a long time, but the world caught up with me. You know, it's not as novel anymore to right have a practice that allows you to be gone for six weeks or to be working from somewhere remote because now everyone is. So that's the kind of the landscape. And there are not enough advisors to keep up with demand. And just based on age demographics alone, we're going to have about 50% less advisors over the next 10 to 15 years, which means we're going to be, and there aren't as many people coming in as there used to be, which means we're going to have a lot of demand and far fewer advisors, which means what? Opportunity. The problem is you have to be able to handle that opportunity. And if you're maxed out, stressed out, overwhelmed, and you can't keep up, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to have the capacity mentally or product productivity wise to capture those baskets of opportunity even in tough markets, people's relation, like things are good when things are good and things are better in tough markets for most of our clients because we're marketing to fill those pain points, which people feel more when things are gravy. They're like, it's fine. When they're, when they're watching things happen, they're like, wow, I'd really like to lock in that retirement plan and make sure that I'm going to be okay no matter what happens. Um, 
So that's the land, and I'll, I'll kind of pause, but that's where differentiation and digitalization are suddenly intersecting together in new ways that allow you to reach more people, serve more people. For those of you in the wealth management fee-based side, right, different fee models, we have clients doing communities and you can basically create a service level for any segment of the market and service it effectively. So those are the trends and we can talk about them as you want to, but those are the two trends that I see really impacting the way advisors perform in terms of accelerating their growth and success, giving them back time and freedom, because the more digital you can make that client experience and journey, you can embed a lot of deep value in it. But it, once it's built, it's a click of a button. So we call it building a hyper-efficient, hyper-specialized practice. So let's unpack a couple of those ideas a little bit if we can. So the, the in, in the continuum, there are a couple of uh, milestones. All right. So when you say you're a virtual advisor and that's how you do your marketing, that's one thing. Uh, and then once you have clients, there's the whole client experience. And so that's a second thing. So based on those two trends, so what should advisors be doing or thinking as they get ready for 2023 about being a better virtual advisor, doing better sales and marketing? And on the other hand, what should they be thinking or doing with respect to improving their client experience? Because I think, as you said earlier, the competition isn't Larry down the street, but because everyone's virtual, you could be competing with someone from California for your clients in Texas. And uh, the clients aren't judging you based on Tom from California. The clients are judging you based on uh, DoorDash and Amazon and Netflix and the ability to get a personalized experience that meets what I think my needs will be uh, and what I should be watching on TV, for instance. So what's your take on those two? How do we break that down? Everything's changing. So we are moving into an experience economy in a culture of attention deficit, which means we have to, if we want to right, prospect and grow, we have to get people's attention, which is, if we're honest, becoming increasingly accessible, but increasingly harder. Like how many sales emails do you get and how many of them do you delete before you ever open them? So when we think about differentiation, this is where really deciding that you're going to stand out in the crowd and not just a cute way, like a legitimate business way, we're seeing our firms grow two to three times faster than the typical advisor in similar situations, right? But, you know, because they're in that place of, I can, one of my clients works specifically with optometrists, for example, like what are your needs, insurance, annuities, wealth management, right? And who's competing for that client? So literally a client can be in Texas, listen to his podcast, see him speak, read one of the blogs and the journals, that he, the optometry journals he writes for. They know he's speaking to them. And ultimately the rest of the client experience can be tailored. And if it's not a niche per se, then it's a specialty, right? Specific needs at retirement, insurance, annuity. Like what are the pain points that you're going to stake your differentiation on? Because if you don't, with all the love, you're going to sound like Charlie Brown's mom. Do you know? Who, do you remember Charlie Brown's mom? I do. What did she always say? <laughs> you didn't know what she was saying exactly, but you understood the general tone 
that doesn't, it, it will work in a world where I walk into Bob's office, a COI or a client, and I'm looking him in the eyeballs face to face every week or every month. It doesn't work in a world where everyone is marketing to your clients in a digital world. If you're not securing that story, the value and the service model to really deliver on that differentiation, there is much greater risk. It does not mean all your clients are going to run away. But what it means is when you go out to the marketplace, how much work, time, effort, and capital do you invest for each dollar that you bring in? And when you differentiate, it's like a 3x factor. So whether it's a niche, whether it's a specialty, a specific product and solution that you can message, message, message to, it's how you tell your story in a way that is so clear to the people who need it that they hear you say, without you using these words, I see you, I hear you, I understand you. And the brain, the way that it's hardwired to work, it's really awesome, use your powers for good instead of evil, I just teach my clients how to use them, is in that situation, the brain's gonna fill the gap of, and they can help me. No so pressure no there's it's an integrity based process i'm going to show up i'm going to give you the information that you need to make good choices i'm going to give you the opportunity to make one but i'm going to be so specific to you your needs and my ability to message that you're going to be like dang nobody can do this better than jack versus hey you're retired you need some wealth management you're retired you need an insurance policy you're retired you need an annuity like i'm not saying it will work if i take a bat and i go into the lake and i hit fish i'll get one or two but it's going to be painfully slow and difficult. So the, the analogy I always use, because I think everyone gets this at a visceral level. Have you ever cut a tomato? Yes, Jack, you have at some point. You have to yes. play long. Yes. He's like, you have okay. to answer out louder. They won't hear Audience you. participation. Got it. Audience yeah. participation. Yes, everyone on this call has very likely at some point cut a tomato. Cut it with a dull knife. How's that experience? Not good. It's smushes it. It's at, you put in effort, it smushes, it's messy, more cleanup, all of it. Not what a good happens, outcome. <laughs> what happens if you sharpen? Yeah, exactly. What happens if you sharpen that knife? Like really sharpen it. Right. Much easier. Like butter. And don't every time that happens, don't you kind of get like a little spark of joy where you're like, oh, that was so much better than all those other times. We, I do. I'm always, oh, that was so great. That's what I'm talking about with differentiation. You guys and gals can go keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep being successful. You don't need me to tell you this to do that. How successful, how fast and how hard you work for it. That's a fun conversation to have. And so this is the dull knife versus the sharp knife conversation. When you can differentiate to their pain points and needs, there's no selling in the traditional sense because you're not persuading or cajoling. You're informing relative to that niche, that specialty, that right specific solution that that product is solving for. And the way that the brain and human behavior works does the momentum and the heavy lifting for you. So then going back to differentiation and ultimately digitalization, that's where it starts to show up in the rest of the client experience. Now I'm solving this kind of need for this kind of people or group. Now I go to my sales process. Now it's no stress. It's integrity based because now I can tell a story that is so specific. Here's where you are. Here's how we can help. Not like, hey, you're just a person who needs X really focused. And again, it might just be better messaging. It might be more targeting in your audience. It might be more segmentation of your marketing campaign. So you know how to message a little bit, the nuances of those messages. But this is the sharpening of the knife. You can cut the tomato with the dull knife. 
The digitalization is where, as people go through the sales process, for example, like Legion is in most of our client firms, the intake part happens in a sales funnel on their website. And we ask them a few key questions to make sure they're motivated and qualified. And we do it in a really amazing, classy way. And they hit a Calendly link to set up an appointment. And then there's a very disciplined, we call it the no stress sales process that is very human, but also very digitized. Record some videos, or if you have a podcast, you're great on audio and you hate video, just put your picture up. Two to three minutes on, hey, we're so pleased to be able to meet with you. We know our clients come with these kinds of questions, wanted to tell you a little bit about our approach or like half of what we say in the first meeting with all love again, is just what I call the show up and throw up method of sales. We're just like, I'm here, I'm smart, I can help, prove, prove, prove. No, Carl Richards, one of our, one of my good friends, and you mentioned him earlier in our pre-call, has the great saying, I cannot take credit for it. It's brilliant, which is people don't care about your solutions. I'm going to add this underscore footnote at all. Literally zero give shits. What they really care about are their problems. So when you can tailor and differentiate your message to a specific segment, however big or narrow it might be, we can have a whole different debate about that. And you can tailor that message in a differentiated way. You just have to tell the story differently than the guy next to you so that a segment of the population goes, that resonates with me. You get me. And then they go into the sales process. Now we can tailor, and this is where if you have multiple types of clients, no problem. You just record multiple videos and build multiple campaigns. Hey, as a retiree, we know that income security is one of your significant pain points that keeps you from sleeping and putting your head on the pillow at night. When we get together in our first meeting, we're going to ask you some questions. We're going to talk about how we can help, but we want you to know that we believe the best way to make money is to not lose big chunks of it. And here's our investment approach or our policy, like whatever it is. And you're building trust equity. So to your point about a virtual world, whether you're in a virtual practice or not, you are now in a virtual practice. Clients are moving, they retire, they go different places. They expect, to your point about Amazon and DoorDash, they expect fast, good, and cheap and customized. Like it used to be expensive to get customized. Now you got to get me customized like Amazon and DoorDash with the click of a button. That's only going to accelerate, ladies and gentlemen, which means there's service expectations. So on the wealth management side, we're not seeing fee compression. We're seeing service inflation. They want more. They need it now. We got to feel like we got to keep up. We got it. Some of you on the insurance side are like, hey, we need this financial planning thing because it's the value moat. It is where the value is going to be. And hey, we got to like more stuff when we're not charging any. Like, how do we deal with that? And that's where the digitalization becomes the saving grace, because now firms, regardless of size, I've worked with huge firms to build all the solutions that many of you use, and they had loads of time and money and tech to do that. Now, Jack, any of your advisors listening to this can go out and get those apps and a Zapier and really make it work with so much freedom and flexibility. It's a really great time to be in this space. So digitalization shows up where we used to have an hour and a half meeting showing up and throwing up all our awesome on people, again, so elegant. Now I can put half of that in warm trust equity building videos or a little two, three minute podcast episodes. Now I can use client testimonials and right layer that into a, a multi-part email campaign that the second that they click anything in Calendly, it just automatically happens. So where you used to have to think about it, pick up the file, pick up the phone, you can now deliver hyper-specialized engagement in a hyper-efficient way. 
So we have clients now doing this on the onboarding. Hey, you're onboarding. Here's a six part. One of my clients has a lot of podcasts. Here's a six part podcast with many episodes on what you're going to do. We're going to, you're going to get this from Fidelity, right? Or, Hey, you're, you know, this is what's going to happen. We're going to run all these illustrations on your annuity. And so it, you can literally take 80% of what you're now doing at a manual level, rubbing sticks together in a cave. And because the world's gone digital, you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours one-to-one. You can use video voice to communicate trust equity, to genuinely build a relationship one-to-many, and then build on the service side, which we don't have a lot of time. Then you can automate a ton of that so that you actually have the time to show up and give your clients presence and attention or to put them on a system to check in and make sure instead of your you or your assistant having to call back and see if their insurance needs have changed, you've got a religious discipline system that does it, that they are told that onboarding is going to happen. We're going to email you every six months and just going to check. Like, and what happens on the other side of that? You identify opportunities that you would have never identified otherwise. And you did it with the click of a button because you built a 12 month calendar and said, what are we going to send to people and when wrote some emails and put it into the system. That's what our clients are doing that other advisors are having to compete with. So they're delivering these highly differentiated, highly specialized to the client and needs. We can do that for multiple segments if we need to. Tech is, you know, cut, let the lather, rinse, repeat. And it's digitized so that they're delivering three, four, five X the value in terms of trust, equity, consistency, reliability, and actual efficiency. It's just faster to do it this way than most advisors can. Means A, they're delivering more value, protecting that value. B, they have a lot more time. They're out compete, right? Growing those clients that you guys don't have time for. So the intersection of all this topsy-turvy snow globe world differentiation because it's all about the experience is the me economy digitalization we are in the dawning digital age and it is only going to accelerate if you're remotely uncomfortable you're going to want to strap in it's going to radically change over that we're talking about like voice and text like people are google like like alexaing our clients and that sounds freaky to some of you but if we're doing it on the friend, that means in five years, it's table stakes. The way that Calendly three years ago was not table stakes. Now it's table stakes. Please don't send me seven emails back and forth to schedule an appointment. Just give me a link and let me do it. So, so there's just a lot of opportunity if you can sit in the intersection of that space and ask yourself, what am I willing to do differently? Good point. Good point. So in terms of what to think differently, what to do differently, Think about your digital experience with your clients. Uh, think about differentiation yeah. and differentiation, not only in your service model, but in the way that you service people and the way that you communicate pe with people uh, from the lead generation process all the way through to onboarding to the client engagement process. Fair summary? Great summary. So uh, before we sign off, what, what are you know, a couple of things that Stephanie does when she's not talking in Amsterdam and, and not uh, coaching, you know, uber successful financial advisors that would surprise our listening audience. What would surprise you? Uh, I split my time between Park City and Costa Rica, uh, which are two really great places. Um, and I spend an abundance of time uh, with my kids outdoors having adventures. That was just when I retired to the beach in Costa Rica. I just, I had been really successful, but I had been really satisfied. 
Um, you know, to me, and I realized this in hindsight, right? Success was this driving for significance, those growth goals and the magazine cover and the book and all of that were wonderful opportunities. I'm so blessed. But at the end of the day, I kept thinking that they were going to solve for something that turns out you can sell a company for millions of dollars and have everything. And doesn't solve for that. So when I when I retired, I really I literally Googled how to be successful and happy. It makes perfect sense, right? And that long story, I think you and I have talked about this, led me to a study on uh, by Carnegie Institute back in 1906 about what actually affects real change in behavior, like what 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 actually works. Three factors: environment, skills, right? Environment, right? New York's different than Dubai. A broker dealer is different than a custodian, right? Like. Okay, you can change those skills. You have them or you get them. Mindset psychology. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've read a couple of those self-help books. It's cool. And then I read the next line. And it said that of those three factors, the most significant contributing factor was mindset. And it was responsible for over 80% of our success in creating those learning growth and changes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't even barely know what this thing is. 80%. So to your point, I literally spent my spare time geeking out on neuroscience and reading and learning. And for me, it really put me in a place where I realized that I could create success that came with the time and freedom to enjoy it. And that's when I unretired to start Limitless. So I work about 25 or 30 hours a week running a multimillion dollar firm, you know, love the work that I do. I think that's fairly obvious. And as much as I love you all, and I love this work, it lights me up, just not quite as much as my kiddos. And so for me, you know, I did not grow up in an amazing family environment. Uh, my mother was diagnosed with a mental illness, you know, just PTSD dad. And so for me, just right, having anchor of home is just so really important. So when I unretired, it was like, how do I create, we call it life work equity. It's not work life balance. That's not real. If one thing goes up, does the other one have to go down? Horrible trade-off. I don't like those things. So I just build new rules. So we were like, what's this life work equity? Like, how do we right, invest in the relationship between our life and our work? And we put our life first. Um, so I hang out with my kids a lot and I geek out on neuroscience and mindset and psychology and peak performance because literally <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> well, that's a good answer. That's a great yeah. answer. I'm, we're very happy for you as well, Stephanie. It's been well, fantastic. Thank you. thank you for taking time out of your super busy schedule to join us today. For all of our listeners, you've been listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. We want to thank you for taking times out of your busy schedule to join us for this. Tune in for our next episode. Uh, please like, comment, share, pass the word on Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Thank you, Stephanie. Have a great oh, day. My pleasure, you guys. Peace out. It's our Costa Rica cruise signal. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs>